Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Good morning, Dee. Hi. Hi. So what do you want coaching on today? So Mark's away. My husband Mark is away. And um, he's been away for about nine days. It's a long trip. And something that's been happening in the house, I've noticed, is that the interactions between myself and our 11-year-old son have been smoother than they usually are. Adam, my son, is um, just such a gift and a blessing, and he has really been the source of most of my growth over the past 11 years, meaning he, you know, he is, uh, he challenges me. And him and I, oftentimes, our interactions can feel very bumpy and you know, just sometimes not nice. And this week, that's, it's been a very different experience. So yesterday I was telling myself, see, Mark's not here. And this, this just gets easier. Oh, it's, you know, so much easier when Mark's not here. And I immediately, you know, caught my thinking and did not allow myself to go down the path of that there's something better when Mark's not here. But I really took, decided I wanted to take a look at myself and look at, okay, so what's different about me when Mark's here versus when Mark's not here? How am I thinking, feeling, and reacting to things that create or contribute to the bumpiness, the uh, stress that Adam and I can sometimes feel towards each other? So Mm. there's something that happens in me in the presence of my husband. Mm. Um, Yeah. Mm. I love that that you're taking responsibility for being the meaning maker, Mm -hmm. you know, recognizing that, yes, it's a relationship. And that there's something that happens for yourself when you, you know, when you're having these events or the circumstances in your life, you're making meaning about, well, actually you're claiming what I hear you doing is claiming your experience. And I I just really wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. And it is a good reminder because we can all, you know, make the meaning that, oh, Mark, Mark, you know, is something or does something right. Make it about Mark. And, um, and that's not where I'm choosing to look. So I'm choosing mm-hmm. to look at my own experience and figure out how to shift that. And so as I began thinking about that, one thing I became aware of is there's this part of me that really wants to play the victim when mm-hmm. Mark's here. You know, focus, there's that part of me that focuses on what's not happening for me and how I, the, all that I'm doing. And that part of me, she's very, um, uh, what's the word? Dissonant. There's there's this level of dissonance. So I realize that there is this part of me that plays the victim and feels very dissonant, and generally only around my husband. So when I looked at that for a moment, and this is really where I want the coaching, you know, I started to think, what? Okay, what? Why? You know, what does she need that she's not getting? What do I need that I'm not getting? That then the go-to place is victim. I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to go there. So what I'd like to coach around is what do I need and how can I get that or give that to myself and how can I make a new choice about how I am being in my, my marriage. So that's all 15 minutes. We we got this. (laughs) Well, what I also love is that as you say, a part of me, what you're doing is you're giving yourself the bandwidth or the uh, you're giving yourself some room to also be the observer. 
So it's not flooding you like, oh my God, this is who I am. I'm a victim in, in my relationship with my husband. You're saying, wow, I noticed that there is a part of me that plays victim in this relationship. Yeah. So I, I wanted to acknowledge that also Absolutely. because I think that that creates a wonderful uh, opportunity for you to also have compassion for the part of you that's playing a victim. Like, wow, yes, you're not a victim anywhere else. Look where you choose victim. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. So you can be curious and <laughs> compassionate. Right, so, which is I, I knew that she needs something, and right. and I and I want to choose to be the compassionate observer and say, "Wow, yeah, look at that. That's what mm-hmm. she wants." So let's just, if you're willing, um, to play with those two tools in your toolkit: compassion and curiosity. Mm-hmm. What would curiosity ask or say or want to know from yeah. the part of you that feels like a victim? Yeah, so when I so when I get curious, um, something I become aware of is um, I have a need that this part of me that plays that feels like a victim has a need to be acknowledged. She feels invalidated. I'm saying she. I'm talking about myself in the third person, but that just kind of helps me to pull that part out and sort of and look at her, like be that observer. So I pull this part of me out and I look and. What I notice is that she really needs or wants validation, meaning somebody to notice, to say, great job today. You did, you, you know, you took care of Zachary, you got all your work done, you made us a great dinner. You know, I mean, that may sound petty, but it's really that, that's one of the things she needs is just somebody to notice what happens then in looking in the compassion part is, so I notice that need as I look with curiosity and and I and I notice that she feels like she does not receive that from Mark, and so I respond by, "Oh, poor me! You know, he didn't. He doesn't notice. He doesn't care. He's so busy with everything else. You know, um, whatever I make up." Mm-hmm. So compassion wants to turn to that beautiful part of me that is striving and working and loving what she does. It's not you know. It's not that she doesn't enjoy all these different tasks and responsibilities. But I want to turn to her and just say, um, I appreciate you. Thank you. I see. I see what you're doing. I see you loving your children. I see you loving your clients. Um, yeah, that feels really Giving yourself, yeah, giving yourself the acknowledgement and the, the validation. Yes. And so you said that feels really good to say. It does. Yeah. Where are you feeling that? Well, I felt this, uh, I felt something in my stomach, but it wasn't like a butterfly. It was kind of like a relief, Mm. you know, like, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was a relief feeling and it was in my stomach, kind of like an at ease feeling as I said the words. Um, What did I say? I said, I see you. I see what you're doing. I appreciate you. And thank you. Mm. You know, and and what I'm aware of as I say this is those are words that I want to hear every single day. Um, You know, I want to write those words on my mirror, on on anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. program pop-up notes in my phone, just reminders to myself that I am seen and I am appreciated. And I am uh, acknowledged and validated. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the source that it just came from, you know, that internal source, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's, that's, not only is it an internal source, you know, it's, it's infinite. There's never, there, you can't run out of, of that. Like there's, there's this never ending sort of infinite supply of love and compassion and deep uh, recognition for who you are and, and for what you do. Yes. And I thank you so much for that reminder. It's so amazing as a coach myself, you know, I hear, I can hear myself saying to my clients, um, and I know if the one's going to be listening to this, she's going to laugh because she'll know it's her. I, I just said, it's all, it's right there. You know, just reach out your hands and grab all the love you need, grab all oh, yeah. the hope you need, all the appreciate, whatever it is you need, pull it right into your heart and just hold it there for a moment and breathe it in. And I'm doing this now, just mm. breathing it through my body, through my being to all those places that need to know. And you know, it, it's just, it's so freeing. It's so powerful yeah. to give that gift to myself. Mm -hmm. And D, there are layers. There are layers of it. You know, I mean, we did this brief coaching together. Um, but, you know, underneath the need to be or the desire to be acknowledged and to be validated, you know, recognized, there could be another part that is not victim but is... Um, you know, doesn't feel enough or doesn't feel worthy. So, you know, right. that part will also need your tenderness. And, yes. And, and so this is a, there's an infinite supply available. Um, especially when you kind of beam out and, and look at what's, what's happening, you know, what's wanting to happen, what's, what's occurring as a part of yourself and not get completely inundated as if it was all of you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, you have that as your, as a tool in your tool belt and, you know, we all need a little help from our friends now and again, yes, just as absolutely. a reminder, because I got to mm -hmm. tell you something, you know, as much as Mark could possibly ever offer the validation and the recognition, the, the external, the one that needs the external, um, like the victim that believes that she needs it externally yeah, it's it's almost like a hungry ghost. Yep. Like you cannot get enough from the outside. There's just not That's enough right. of a supply from the outside. It's when you find that inside um, oh, source absolutely. and you tap into it that you know you've you've got you've reached um, you know that that pot of gold. Yes, and, you know there may be people listening out there who might be thinking, um, or I know one could think uh, her husband doesn't give her what she needs or she just ask him for it or whatever. And that, okay. Yeah. That's, that's one approach, right? I mean, yeah. I, don't know if I can add to it, but it's, yes, it doesn't mean that Mark doesn't love me. It's what it means. And, the, and there'll be the next thing, right? I, and I want to close, I want to go back to the coaching and close it by really helping this to land and making some, an action plan around it. Um, and as I do that and go about bringing compassion and love and curiosity to that particular hurting part of me and she ah oh, she can relax and that she'll feel that relief and know that she's got everything she needs right here 
there, like you mentioned, that that just frees up the space for the next thing to reveal itself. Mm. So it's not necessarily about reaching outside to say, "Hey, Mark, um, you know what? I really would appreciate it if you could, you know, you would thank me once in a while." Or, that's wonderful when he says, "Boy, dinner was really great tonight." And that's really not it. It's really not the point. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I worked really hard at dinner. And when I don't hear any kind of acknowledgement of, of how I've you know, created this beautiful meal from my family, I start to make up that you, you don't appreciate. I don't know that that's true, Mark, but that's just how it feels. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to check it out with you. I didn't want to make up this whole story about being, you know, uh, Cinderella or being a victim <laughs> in our relationship. And, and, and you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, in your head, wow, this dinner is so fabulous. I have no idea how she can come home from, you know, from meeting with a client and take care of the kids and make this dinner. And he's thinking this <laughs> internally. You know, which is 90% of the time the case because he's such an introvert. You yeah. Know, and, and so I know this. Um, so, so I'm also a big fan of asking for what you need in a relationship. And I think the bigger thing that we're pointing to here is as we become aware of a need within ourselves, we can go to ourselves, our source, that deep well of never ending goodness and love and seek and find all that we need to feel peace and content and appreciated in our lives. When I do that, I know for me what happens as I do that and I'm filled up, then I mm-hmm. step back into my marriage. Back in, And this is why I want to talk about it now. Mark's coming home on Saturday. And as I became aware of this, I thought, wow, I would really like to uh, not tell that victim part of me, okay, you know what, enough. This is such an old story. Let it go already. No, I, I want to love her and befriend yeah. her even more now. As he comes home from this big vacation, I want to love him and be able to hear all about it with joy and, and listen in a space of love and contentment and awareness that I have everything I need. Does that make right. sense what I'm saying? Yeah. It does make sense. And I, I think there's a couple things here. Number okay. one, we're talking about filling up your own cup, you know, filling up your own, like metaphorically speaking, we're talking about filling up your own cup, having this, this infinite source of of unconditional love for the parts of yourself and um, and bringing all of those parts back into the whole so that as a wholly integrated being, you can greet your, you can be in right relationship with your partner. Yes. Right. We're also talking about having the skill um, to have a conversation that doesn't blame the partner, but asks for what you need based on your own you know, your own love language and being able to say, hey, when when this happens, here's where I go. I don't want to go into that meaning making or that storytelling in my own mind without checking it out with you first. So you have that option too. It can become an and. We don't have to just do everything for ourselves with ourselves. We know that we have this infinite source. And, and maybe, you know, sometimes if we work on filling our own cup we don't necessarily need the conversation. And sometimes the conversation is still necessary because it's going to deepen the relationship and it's right. going to make more intimacy between you and your husband. And, yes. and that's, that's lovely. And like you said before, we will always be navigating through these different emotions and different parts of ourselves. And, um, 
and these are tools and we we don't have to do this by ourselves so you have a coach you have a conversation you have you know your own tool belt and you did this beautifully you know you know what you want it's if you wanted to feel peaceful you wanted to feel loving and the story that you were creating about a victim is an older story and rather than just judge you know i need to get over myself you mm-hmm. said wait a second there's gold here there's yes. information i get right. to, if i can look at this story that i'm creating i can access the infinite source of what it is that that i need and she yes. this victim was actually the doorway for that right boy that's such a great uh, awareness to remember and yes that as a part surfaces that feels dissonant as she was feeling for me um, or as something you know you may not recognize it as a part that feels dissonant it may just be a feeling that Ugh, this just doesn't feel good right now in this mm-hmm. relationship anytime that there's feeling we don't like it is like you said gold she it's the doorway to deepen relationship with self to deepen connection to the other person. I think it's also important if intimacy is to happen and if a depth of the relationship is to happen, then there's plenty of times like if you do fill up your cup, then you can go lovingly and greet your partner. Not, not right now, not in this particular, you know, not on Saturday, but at another time and say, you know, something that I, would love would be to hear how you're feeling about the meals that are prepared. As you said that again, yes, this is landing even more for me. You said intimate to increase intimacy because what I would do if I was to do that is to be vulnerable, right? Anytime that that I choose to be vulnerable and to open myself up, I have the opportunity to create a deeper connection, to connect on that deeper level with him. We're always designing and redesigning any relationship that we're in for a long term, whether it's on my team at work or in my marriage, things are changing. So it's absolutely a good skill. And I will take this as a homework to find a time, you know, within the first several days that he's home to let him know about my experience and my new awareness and what I would love to hear from him. Yeah, I definitely will have that conversation with him. Mm. Just as a reflection, just as someone who was with you in this conversation, I, I just want to say, if you approach this, here's what I'm making up, okay? If you approach this from a place of expansiveness and, and enhancing the relationship, and, it, and that's how you're, that's where you're coming to from your ask, it's a lot different than coming to it from a victim place where he oh, feels yeah. obligated. And quite frankly, I mean, I we all know that people who need approval don't get it. But once you don't need approval, there it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I want to also be aware of global listening, you know, listening to him as well. Not his words per se, but, you know, if I was to go to him in a from the victim place, my words would probably sound like blame and judgment. Right. And I feel pretty certain how he would respond to being blamed and criticized. Right. Mm. And yeah. it wouldn't be to say, oh. I'm so sorry, honey. Sure, I would love to meet that need for you, right? Exactly. His wall goes up and now he's defensive. Right. Right. You know, I was also going to say, too, that you don't know what his... So I know for me, I I have a very difficult time being with people who are at times playing a victim because it triggers the victim in me. I don't... You know, if I have a hard time with my own victim, I am not going to be very responsive to another person's victim part. (laughs) It's yeah. going to be hard for me to acknowledge the victim 
in somebody else. As a matter of fact, I might feel repelled by that. Yes. Wanting to withhold any kind of acknowledgement, you right. know, from that person. And that's not a mature part of myself, but, but recognizing, right. but oh, wow, that normal. Yeah. she has just woken up my victim, the part right. of me that's victim. And that's what I would need to go inside and love her up, love the victim, you know, give her the compassion, get curious, see what it is that she's needing. And then I could be with the other person. So oh my, that's huge that, you know, anytime I'm triggered, it's information for me. It's not about right. the other person, right? Boy, I love the way you just said that my playing the victim might wake up the part of you that plays the victim. And yep. then we actually create the exact opposite. We can create the exact opposite experience of what we're wanting. That victim needs acknowledgement. But now you're wanting to withhold that. And I can tell you that as you said that, I've been having that experience. There's a woman that I know that tends to be a huge people pleaser and is always playing the victim. I lately have not had a lot of compassion for her. Again, as you said that, that clicked in like, oh, okay, because here I am, my victim needing my own compassion, right? So now as I give myself compassion and nurture that part of me, I will place a wager that my ability to show compassion to this particular person and others is going to increase. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful symphony. You know, it's yes. like, it's really a beautiful symphony. And we're all in it together. I know. Well, thank, and thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just coming, just closing out the coaching. I know you wanted homework. So what are you taking away okay. um, as your structure mm-hmm. for moving into a different way of relating to Mark? Yeah. So I will create some kind of a an affirming mantra or prayer or sentence for myself, whatever I want to call it, that puts the words around, you know, what are the words that I believe I need to hear, that part of me most needs to hear, and I will create that and write that for myself. And just the process of writing it is always very healing for me. And and I will also keep that in front of me for a time, you know, whether that means printing it up and putting it on my mirror in the bathroom or I probably will put an alarm on my phone to go off maybe an hour before Mark comes home from work or a half hour, whatever I find I need to talk to that part of myself and, and pull her in, give her the love and the appreciation she needs. That's one, the proactive, the preventative. And then two, I also want to be aware in the moment. And, and I will, you know, that as Mark and I get back into relationship with each other after being separated for nine days, I will watch, I will continue to be that observer of myself, and I will watch and I will notice when I think I'm starting to go to that place that doesn't feel so great, and I will do what I need in that moment. So whether it's to say, okay, I'm going to go sit in my room for a few minutes or go sit outside, just take care of myself. And third, I will, I do really want to have a conversation with him to share with him what what I learned while he was gone, what I became aware of, how I brought it to you, and the conversation we had here and let him know what I need or what I would like. What would be really great if, Mm. you know, and ask him for that specifically. I don't know what it's going to be, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's something to do with dinner. I just kind of made that up, but that's, you know, I don't know what it is, but I will sit with that and, um, and get clear on a specific request that I have for him. And I will take that to him in a way that is loving and generative. Yeah. Well, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. And I, I just want to offer one other thing and I, I think this is built in, but I, I want to make it explicit. And I, I'm saying this because I've been having, you know, it's, it's interesting. We're coaching on this particular thing. And I, I have noticed recently being triggered by a lot of things. And um, when you're 
when I, when a part of myself is triggered, it's almost like a small child having a tantrum. And mm-hmm. I, Zach, I don't know if Zachary's had a tantrum yet, but once, uh, once upon a time, a long time ago, Alex was two years old and he had a tantrum in the mall, in the mall and he lied down on the, the ground at the food court and he was screaming bloody murder like I was doing something. Uh-huh. And, and I was flooded. And sometimes when I get triggered, I, um, using that as a, an analogy, but it feels like the, the two year old part of me is, screaming bloody murder so it's it's really hard to ha- to start compassion it's hard to be an observer in that moment in that moment because yes. as the mother of a two-year-old i was also flooded like whoa i was so i i want to just bring it back to something even simpler even more fundamental and rudimentary and that is to remember to breathe mm-hmm. to come back to your breath and to start being very intentional and very deliberate so that your parasympathetic can be signaled to say, mm-hmm. oh, hang on a second here, Dave. We are not being attacked. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Let's calm down. Let's come back to ourselves. And then yeah. we can make these other moves. Mm-hmm. Ah, breathing. Thank you. Yeah. Godspeed. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com and we'll see you next time.